Hello, and welcome back to Beyond the Elevator. Uh, it's been a little while. We've missed you guys. Um, mm. And we're back. This is Zach, one of your favorite hosts. But we also have right here, Noah. You want to say hi? Hi. And then Ryan. Hi. Hey. Um, this week, we have our special Christmas episode. Mm. Can I get a ho, ho, ho from Noah? Ho, ho, ho. Nice. Okay. Uh, nice. So on this episode, we're going to be going over the news as usual. Um, might not be super Christmassy, but then we'll get into the Christmas stuff. We have Ooh. some reviews for you today on Christmas Chronicles 2, Christmas Chronicles Part 2 more specifically, <gasps> because <gasps> story. Kind of and then uh, Happiest Season, a new Christmas rom-com. So we're going to get into those. But let's first talk about the news. Um, Noah, do you want to start with the news? Or do you want me to jump in with the news? Or should I start with the news? That would be a wild card. Ryan, you start with the news. I'm going to start with something that probably y'all were blown away from. And no one saw this coming. Not even Noah and Zach see this coming. Marvel released a brand new slate of movies and the release date and. I am so excited for it. It is going to be insane. Yeah, true. And think... some Star Wars content. Lots of Star Wars content. Lots of Star Wars, lots of Disney, lots of um, Marvel. A lot of new stuff. While we're discussing that, which projects are you most excited for out of the bunch? Who? Zach. Ant-Man. You go. Um, there's a Enchanted sequel. Dub. Marsden! Marsden! The The first (laughs) Enchanted is amazing. Underrated film. Actually, it's not underrated, but I... It's rated. It's rated. It's It's rated. It's a beloved film. Um, Amy Adams was snubbed. Yeah. (laughs) The Oscar for... Yeah. Not for Arrival, but for Enchanted, yeah. um, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a straight-to-Disney Plus sequel. And then also some of the Marvel TV shows are going to be good. WandaVision looks really good and particular um and and also falcon and winter soldier looks great Mm -hmm. um and then i'm just excited for all the new marvel stuff that's gonna come out but i think there's one marvel project that i know ryan just mentioned that he's most or why don't you get into that project ryan ant-man and the wasp quantumania and the villain in this movie is kang the conqueror and I myself like to get into the whole Marvel lore and the conspiracy theories and stuff. And people who are crazy about the comics and everything are saying that if Kang the Conqueror and Thanos got into a fight, keep in mind, Thanos has all the Infinity Stones in this fight. Kang the Conqueror would wipe the floor with Thanos. And so Ant-Man's got a shove, like what Noah said. Ant-Man's got a shove. And I think it's going to be pretty cool to see how the stupidity of Scott Lang can defeat this big monster of Kang the Conqueror and it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be great gonna come out in the summertime again gotta love it gonna go hit up AMC once a vaccine drops yes. and we'll be back in business anti-vaxxers are quaking right now they're like well I don't even know what to do anyways I have eight words for you guardians of the galaxy holiday special December 2022. Why didn't you go with eight words? I just 
it felt right. Anyways, um, I'm very excited for this new Guardian spinoff. I'm curious if it's going to be feature length or if it's going to be um, like a 30 minute short, like kind of like a the Star Wars holiday special in a way. But I'm very excited. I know James Gunn's going to have a lot of fun with this one. Uh, we're going to see Bradley Cooper um, as Rocket Raccoon returning, of course. Um, hopefully we'll see some more familiar faces, obviously Star-Lord, Gamora, uh, and the rest of the crew. And another project that I'm very excited for in the TV realm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything TV related on this podcast, but mm, we'll let it slide. Ashoka. I'm very excited for the new spinoff series uh, on Ashoka Tano. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen Mandalorian season two yet, get on it. Um, and there's going to be a lot more content coming in the Star Wars universe based on what the show has um, foreshadowed and ah. shown us. Well, so, also, Patty Jenkins is directing a Star Wars movie. That is a fact. She'll be the first woman to direct a Star Wars movie. And the second woman history, right to there. do a Star Wars-related project, as Bryce Dallas Howard directed an episode of The Mandalorian. And did really Bryce Dallas Howard's amazing. We're, we're in the movie realm, though, yes. I yeah. Um, um, but that, that's cool. Um, speaking I'm... of Patty Jenkins and Jake Dunn. Wow. Transition. Transition. Um, we got some some big news that came up recently, but not super recently, but we haven't really had the chance to talk about it yet. Uh, and that is that HBO Max has a new deal. Um, they will be releasing the biggest movies uh, on the screen, on the big screen, as well as on HBO Max, um, which will be very interesting. They'll be starting the new year with Wonder Woman 1984, which is coming out mm-hmm. on Christmas. Um, and then for the rest of the slate of 2021, including Suicide Squad from James Gunn, they'll be releasing Godzilla v. Kong. True. Ooh. Mm. Uh, this is pretty big news for the movie world because who knows if this is telling for uh, the future of theaters. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll be back in the theaters as normal. Um, but it's still kind of... It's exciting that we will be able to watch some of these things from home. Um, given that we're not uh, really coming out of this pandemic. Hopefully hopefully soon we'll come out of it. But it doesn't seem like it's coming out super soon. So it's going to be nice. It's just going to be a bummer because we know that we love the theaters. And hopefully we'll be back one day. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yep. Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest uh, news stories in the history of cinema, really. Um, and that's, that is quite a hot take. But think about it. Um, the theaters have really been stagnant for, I don't know, 50 years or so. Um, there's the shift from kind of like drive-in theaters and... Um, small art house theaters to big like blockbuster theaters. But um, this is the biggest shakeup since then, really. Um, and now we're going to be seeing a lot of content being pushed. Streaming services, I'm sure HBO Max making this move is going to lead Disney Plus to go ham on new movies, as we've seen with their new slate. Um, and maybe even Peacock will get on, on the action. A little bit of Hulu, maybe uh, Apple TV Plus. Who knows? There's, there's a lot of different... Um, uh, streaming services that have been on the rise and this is just kind of 
this is a huge blow to the movie theaters, I think. But I mean, I'm hoping that things will recover afterwards. Studios have been doing this so far during the pandemic, but I don't think anything's been as big as Wonder Woman being yeah. released on We've seen like streaming. Palm Springs, The Five Bloods, uh, Trial of Chicago 7, movies like that I get feel, dropped. I think every one of those that you mentioned was already planning to be yeah. on streaming. But there are a few that have switched. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lovebirds, for example. The Lovebirds. Um, but, era. Yeah, I think this is probably the biggest shift we'll see because Wonder Woman is kind of a movie that was made for the big screen. Um, so, and kind of about- while you're just this, do you want to pull up the list of movies that um, will be released on the new streaming service? Right? Sure. I think one of the more interesting ones there would be Dune, uh, which Zach might bring up in a second. And that's that's going to be interesting because Dune, they're trying to um, preserve the theatrical experience by delaying the film and just releasing it in theaters or um, pushing it uh, big time in theaters, which will be interesting because um, this is one of the few movies that's really taking a stand, I guess. Um, and we saw Tenet kind of be one of the last hopes for movie theaters this year. And unfortunately it kind of bombed. I'll just uh, bring up a few. So we don't have to name all of them. Cause I don't know if any, if all of them are relevant, but um, the suicide squad from James Gunn, Godzilla vs Kong, Wonder Woman 1984, as we mentioned before in the Heights, Oh, Tom and Jerry, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Space Jam 2. Yes. Ryan. And mm-hmm. Noah. And- You're not a LeBron fan. You're not LeBron a Bronze sexual. Um, and then Dune, Matrix 4. Um, and then uh, Judas and Black Messiah. Zach and With Noah. Stanfield. So, yeah, it's quite a big release schedule. Um, so if you don't have HBO Max, you might want to subscribe or something. Um, I subscribed recently. I've been enjoying it. It's mm-hmm. a nice service, but I mean, it's expensive. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ryan, what do you think? Zach Tom and Jerry being released on HBO Max. Um, I. Honestly, if you went to a movie theater and paid to see a movie with no dialogue between the two main characters, I would be a little surprised because this is definitely like a a stay-at-home type of movie. Mm. Um, I don't see like if Tenet doesn't bring in the bucks, I don't see Tom and Jerry bringing in the bucks. Clifford is a push for the theater. It's a push. Wait, what? But what studio is Clifford? I don't think it's a, it's going to be on HBO. Warner Bros, I think. Is it? Something like that. It's either that or Paramount, but mm. it's one of the main it's not ones. On the list, Noah. Mm. Not on the list, Noah. It's gonna be in the big screen. Big dog on the big screen. Yes, but besides that, um I'm okay with Tom and Jerry on at home because I I mean I think it's just the best for them, honestly. You don't really think Tom and Jerry is gonna really turn some heads just more of just more of like a a hobby, like oh, what movie should we see? Oh, Tom and Jerry. That looks interesting. It's good. To see it. I think exactly. I think with the streaming service uh, movies, the most effective ones and the ones that are most gonna bring in the most engagement and money 
our kids' movies and animated movies because um, obviously a lot of parents right now want to find a way to get their kids to be quiet for two hours. And a movie like Tom and Jerry is the perfect way to do it. Trolls um, World Tour did well it did. when it came out. But that was like one of the first movies to switch. Yeah. So I think that was back like in April. Godzilla vs. Kong. Obviously, people are going to um, subscribe to HBO to watch it. Um, but you're not going to have like a huge market. You're not going to have the demand that parents have to get their kids to be quiet and watch a movie. So I think kids' movies are the way to go for streaming. You're so right. Scoob did it too. Scoob. Uh-huh. Scoob. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go before we move on to our reviews. Um, I want to talk about some of the biggest movies that will be coming out on Christmas Day because we have some big movies coming out. We have some bangers. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. We mentioned it before. It's coming out. Go watch it if you have HBO Max. Um, Pedro Pascal's in it. It's also going to be in the theaters, but I mean, Steve's alive. Can't really go to the theaters, but you can probably go to the drive-in and watch it there. Um, and then we have Soul on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, it'll be getting the Oscar for Best Animated Picture, and I haven't even seen it yet. So Zach, I can. Conf- you haven't even. This guy is not even acknowledging the fact that. Scoob and Crudes 2 came out in the same year. Soul, Ryan. Soul. Onward. Crudes 2. Onward doesn't stand a chance. Crudes 2 doesn't stand a chance. Oh, you take that back. One. Scoob doesn't. Trolls World Tour doesn't stand a chance. Either. Okay, you don't need to go that far. Get off. Get off the train. Uh, one Night in Miami will be out in theaters, Yay. but it will be out on Amazon Prime in January, so I'd wait till then. Good movie. Um, that was a good movie. We Can Be Heroes, the follow-up to Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, will be oh, yeah. on Christmas on Netflix. Not with Taylor Lautner, though, so... Who's is, George Lo- is George Lopez in it? Um, I cannot confirm or deny if... No! Need to see him. Um, he is. I'm curious who's replacing Taylor Lautner. Um, we don't know. Forgive me for asking, but who's Taylor Lautner? Um, he is He's from Twilight. He played Shark Boy. Shark Boy. Okay. Edward. Um, Promising Young Woman will be in theaters. Um, good reviews for that one. Good reviews. You can check it out. Uh, and then Pinocchio, but not the Disney one. It's a creepy one. It so. looks so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think that looks good. Um, but what's what's worse, Pinocchio? What looks worse, Pinocchio or Cats? Cat. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, cats, cats is just Cats is just a misfire on every single level. If you haven't seen Cats yet, it just came out on HBO. So, but check it out. Don't see it. it being so incompetent is what makes it so charming. So, check out Cats. Check. Yeah. I would Watch. say that's top top five reviews of all time. Cats. That that is top tier. Watch Cats and then watch our review. Or watch our review and then watch Cats. Either way. Or watch the review, watch Cats, watch the review afterwards. Maybe we should do a Cats review. Like a what? podcast a review. Yeah. Like a, a, scene, a frame by frame. We'll go through every scene. We gotta get like a watch mojo of the top reviews of all time. We should. For, Welcome. Like, watch I, mojo. And it's just like top ten and it's just like 
just clownery after clownery. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we'll, watch Mojo. Maybe this we'll get on that. The top 10 elevator movie review moments. Maybe and then we got... The subscribe button. <laughs> we also got the 2020 elevator movie reviews rewind coming up. Prepare. Of course. Every year. Ryan, Prepare. With those. It's going to be fun. Coming up. Ah! <laughs> Dingus Awards! <laughs> We're going to get the Dingus Awards in and like the Oscars isn't even going to compete with us this year. Honestly. Yeah. If you're a celebrity listening to this right now, we need you. Lady Gaga, if you're listening right now, I know it's a long shot, but just DM us. Or actually, no, answer our DMs. We've sent you like five messages already. The ball's in your court. Has been for two years. Yeah. Also, true. the guy, Malcolm Cummings from End of the Apocalypse. We're still waiting on you as well. Okay. We got a lot of DMs. <laughs> true. All right, I, I think um, I'm hearing a ding. No, you're not. I'm not? Oh. No, you are. I am? Ding! Ding! Wait, which one are you reviewing first again? Christmas, Christmas Chronicles, Chronicles 2. Okay. Um, I'm going to this one out. Why are you... Yeah, Noah hasn't... So, here's the problem with Noah. This is a big problem. Um, here's the problem with Noah. Good start. Uh, here's the problem with Noah. He just doesn't like to watch the best movies, so... I'm just kidding. Christmas Chronicles is not a good movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? <laughs> we'll talk. Um, but Noah did not watch it with us because Pump the hate breaks Thanos. Because he would rather play games than watch a movie. Noah would rather play games. Yeah, he was probably playing like MLB the Show. I got drafted by the Mariners. I got traded to Cleveland. Noah, this isn't Cleveland. <laughs> okay, this isn't baseball time. That's late. Hey. Uh, I'll start off, jump right into it. Kurt Russell, a revelation. This guy is, I'm going to say it, the best, the best Santa Claus I have ever seen in a movie. Hot take. Right. He is insane. the movie? What? Can you give us a, syn- a synopsis, like a summary of the movie? Of Christmas Chronicles 1 or 2. Uh, just kind of like catch us up to 2. And then like say what mo- this movie's about. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and remember about what happened in the first one. But basically, Santa's doing his thing. And then a little girl finds herself in Santa's sleigh. That's pretty much what I remember from mm-hmm. it. But cool. she... No, it's better than no, that. No, because she's like she, she's not a baby. Okay. She's not a baby. She's she can talk and she's a she's a true Santa believer and she helps him out and gets the Christmas spirit going and then she goes up to the North Pole and like puts gas in the tank and then goes and flies around Chicago and then boom, back home the next morning. And then Kurt, and then Kurt Russell's like ho 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 and then he, he dips. And then in the second movie not going to spoil anything, don't worry. She's on a vacation in Mexico. And she's like, ooh, it's not snowing. And it's like, yeah, it's not snowing, it's in Mexico. But it doesn't even matter because, like, Christmas is for the people who you're with. And not for, ah, oh, I forgot the next part of that quote. Like, for the people who you're with. And then she was, like, whining because she doesn't like certain people on the vacation. And then she ends up getting captured by Russell from Deadpool. 
<laughs> and she's taken into another dimension, which is pretty much the North Pole. And she's in Santa's Santa's uh, workshop, and she brings her step bro with him with her her step bro go into another go into a wormhole, and they help save Christmas by. It's it's very fun. You got to see the movie. The storyline just reels you in, reels you in, and then you'll learn that Russell from Deadpool is a sweetheart, and that British accent of his is real. So you got to see it. And Dan, was it Dancer who almost died? One of the ra- one of the reindeer almost one died. One of the reindeer almost died. Um, which was sad. But well, we probably shouldn't have spoiled we that. Spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> we didn't spoil. There's so much. No, we didn't. Uh, no, I didn't because I didn't tell you how it ended. Yeah, there's a lot more to know. There's a lot you would you would know because you wouldn't you wouldn't know because you didn't you see wouldn't it. Get it. <laughs> you wouldn't get okay, it. Okay, here's the thing. As you mentioned, Kurt Russell, great. I yeah, I would agree. Probably the best Santa. Yeah. Um, but here's the issue: is that the movie around him as a Santa, not too good. Like 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 LeBron on the Cavs. There's no supporting cast. The acting, the acting's not great from the other cast members. Kate, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, what are you and, sorry for? And her lack of talent. I think like the storyline is like kind of generic compared to other Christmas movies. It's like we got to save Christmas. It's like okay, um, and so does everyone else. And then, even like Julian Dennison, who played his Russell from Deadpool, like he's not even that good here. He was good in Deadpool, but here kind of slightly annoying in Deadpool, but like he was fine. Moving on, um, so yeah, he's like kind of okay in this movie, um, and I don't know. The whole movie is just not super great, but I mean, there's like a fun, um like dance number like musical dance number oh it's so good yeah it's really good i think uh that kurt russell in his dance numbers in these movies is pretty phenomenal um yeah so overall that's my thoughts on the movie what are your thoughts on the movie ryan christmas chronicles 2 was amazing um i mean the the number that um, Kurt Russell sang. I mean, maybe another Santa that sings. I'll wait. Like, I'll wait five seconds for someone to chime in. Tell me another Santa that sings. True. You can't. You just can't because Kurt Russell, a revelation, as what Zach said in 2018. He said it's a revelation because it is. And this number, The Spirit of Christmas, the name of the song, the dancing, the singing, the whole acting bit is everything in between from the zeroth minute to the third minute of the song. Brilliant. I could see this as a best OG song for the Dingus Awards, if not the Oscars, mm. as as it should be. Yeah, I think this will, um, I mean, maybe not Oscars, but Oscars. It'll definitely be in the Dingus Awards. Like, that's 
And I mean, we might be seeing Kurt Russell in the Dingus Awards too. Best man. True. Um, yeah, overall, Kurt Russell, I think the consensus for me is Kurt Russell good, movie meh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's kind of our, our general thoughts on the movie. Anything else we should add? I'm all out. Noah, what about you? Oh, never mind. Never hey, mind. Hey. You didn't see it. Um, well, Noah does have a movie that he has seen, and that is Happiest Season. Um, and Noah, do you want to give a synopsis, or should I do sure. it? Sure. Let's dive into it. The Happiest Season uh, has Kristen Stewart and uh, Terminator Girl. Why am I forgetting her name? Was it Mackenzie? Mackenzie Davis. Yeah, Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis, I believe. Um, and they're a couple. Um, and obviously, one side of the family, um, they have pretty conservative values, so they're not very um, possibly welcoming to the idea of a same-sex couple um, coming back for Christmas. But here's the twist. The family doesn't know that they are dating. So basically what that happens in the movie is there's a lot of awkward scenarios that are created and a lot of hijinks ensuing as Kristen Stewart comes over to uh, her girlfriend's parents' house and has to deal with all the repercussions there. and Pretending that he is uh, still straight. Yes. Yeah. So, so it makes for some I pretty just... funny scenes, lots of hijinks, um, but perhaps could have been executed better. Ooh, Noah. Okay, let's yes. get into that. So I I like this movie. I think it's a pretty cute movie overall. Um, like, I think it works as a rom-com. Um, I think the major criticism with this movie is more like character choices um, that happen later in the film, which I don't think we really need to spoil very much here because... Um, we could have a little section at the end. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think, like, overall, I thought this was cute. The humor works pretty well. Um, the standout here is Dan Levy, who definitely um, is the star of Schitt's Creek. And here he is acting super funny. Um, love to see it. I think Kristen Stewart, um, he he's or she's pretty solid. Like, um, Noah's not a huge fan of Kristen Stewart. Not a huge fan. Um, but I mm. think she did a pretty good job here. Like, I didn't see really any problems with her performance. Um, Mackenzie Davis is also doing a pretty good job. Some other stands- standouts in the family. Um, like, the mom from Elf is in there. Um, mm. She's, like, a talented actress. So, I think overall, like, it works as a good rom-com. And it's good, like, representation. Um, have, we haven't have really had like a gay or lesbian rom com really, mm-hmm. or Christmas rom com more mm-hmm. specifically. So I think that's like a cool step forward. Um, and yeah, overall, I really like thought this was a a good a good watch, good Christmas watch. So you want to get into your thoughts, Noah, a little bit? Yeah, I didn't think it was a bad movie by any means. Um, but I feel like the movie was um, full of squandered potential, unfortunately. Um, it seemed like there was lots of scenes that weren't really played out to their full potential comedically. Um, and there was a lot of, uh, like like Zach mentioned, there was a lot of 
decisions that characters made um, that seemed either outlandish or just not very well thought out. Um, and while that happens in real life, I mean, people make bad decisions or um, undercooked decisions. It seems like they could have written a stronger script to um, make these characters more likable or at least make their situations more um, compelling. As I thought Kristen Stewart, unfortunately, I don't think Kristen Stewart's a very good actress, in my opinion, in all the movies that I've seen her in. Um, she was good in Underwater. That's very debatable. I haven't seen Underwater. <laughs> she was very good underwater. Um, I I don't I've never seen a movie that I thought she was good in. This one she wasn't mm-hmm. as bad as she was in maybe like Twilight or Underwater. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, no, uh, but I still just don't find her very likable or charismatic as an actress. As far as the rest of the cast, I thought Dan Levy did a great job. He was really funny. Um, all of his jokes landed. All of his scenes were really enjoyable. Um, Mackenzie Davis was likable for part of the movie. And then I feel like there's a shift where she becomes pretty unlikable. Um, and I don't think that's a knock against her as an actress, but once again, like with the story and such. Um, but I think overall, I mean, like it was, it was enjoyable watch. It was definitely entertaining. Um, I was in it the whole way through. Um, but like I said, like there was some good stuff, but um, I feel like it could have been really good if they took a little bit more care in making the characters and their motivations. Okay, yeah, I could, I could see that. So I feel like um, this might go into a little bit of spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to go too deep in the spoilers. So I don't think we need to. But I think like the main issue that I've seen people have. So my stance on this is I am not huge on like critiquing the movie based on what the characters do. I think. Like, unless it really um, hurts the story or seems unrealistic. I think if it's, like, the a character makes, like, something morally questionable decision, like, I think that can happen and still be a good movie because that's just realistic. People don't always act perfect all the time. Um, but I think a lot of people did find this relationship toxic in how, um, while... Mackenzie Davis's character Abby, Abby, Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, while she is at her parents' like hometown, uh, she kind of like ignores Riley, uh, w- which is um, Kristen Stewart's character, and like pushes her off to the side, um, and uh, yeah, she kind of just like um, kind of goes back to her old self. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of people viewed that as toxic. And there's a situation towards the end of the movie, um, which I won't completely spoil, um, where they're kind of like their relationship gets put to the test in like a small like moment. Like it's very just like a quick moment. And um, like the relationship kind of fails there. But then... Um, spoiler, big spoiler, they do get back together in the end. So I think a lot of people had trouble with, it's like, oh, they might be toxic, but then they just got back together and pretend everything. It honestly frustrated me because I feel like they could have um, they could have went in a direction in the movie where they 
they needed each other at that point in their lives to for Abby to get out of her shell and for Kristen Stewart's character to become more confrontational, I guess. Um, and then that would lead them to have better relationships down the line. But instead, they kind of stay together. And it doesn't really seem like they're very compatible by the end of the movie. Um, so what's supposed to be a victorious moment of them reuniting and like um, getting past their issues. I had the feeling that there are so many unresolved issues that they had that were going to continue to bubble over. Um, and yeah, I thought the movie had an opportunity to break a lot of cliches and like uh, make a really compelling ending. But instead I think they went the safe route. And even though there was like a lot of rocky things in their relationship that seem to not be quick fixes, they ended up getting back together. And um, I think that took away from the movie a little bit for me. It didn't make me, it didn't push me all the way to disliking it, but it definitely didn't push me over the edge in, as far as like saying you should go watch this right now. I think it's like, I would disagree on the grounds that I, I felt like if they did make a decision where they're like, let's have them break up in the end, it would make it like super sad when this, the point of this movie is to have a nice, fun rom-com that also sends like a message that also is like important in terms of representation but at the end of the day it's a rom-com and I think there's so many other rom-coms that um, do the same thing where people have fights um, they have moments where it seems like their relationship is toxic and they just end up together in the end and not really address the issues and those movies don't get critiqued as much as often. So, I mean, like, I think the critiques are valid, but I also think, like, it's it's a fun, like, funny mm-hmm. movie. And I think by the end of it, I was just like, I enjoyed it, and I was happy that it was there. Yeah, I think what a lot of people, including myself, think um, is that it's not as much that the issues themselves are super detrimental, but there's a lot of issues that they have to work out. There's like jealousy, there's uh, miscommunication, uh, there's pride. There's so many different things that they both struggle with. Um, So once you get to the end, it's like, man, I don't know if like a whole or just a year of them being together, like marriage is going to, is going to solve those things. But yeah, but then by the end of the movie, so I think, I don't know if anyone has really pointed this out. Um, I mean, this has been like a, like kind of like a Twitter thing, too. Like, it's been people having discourse over this movie. Um, but at the end, initially, um, Abby's plan, or Riley's plan, was proposed to Abby. Um, but then she doesn't on the date she was supposed to. But then a year later, they come with the rings. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like, in a way, it's saying that they still weren't ready at that moment, on that mm. Christmas day. So, I think that's maybe... I don't think it would have benefited from being longer. I feel like that would have made it drag a little bit. Yeah, so I think like... series. Uh-huh. We don't need a miniseries. No, it's we... good. It's an enjoyable movie, in my opinion. I I get the criticism, but yeah. also I'm just kind of like I had fun with it. So 
I feel like that's kind of my overall yeah. thoughts on it. One last thing is um, I feel like what could have solved the issue that I have with it is actually like a pretty quick fix, which is like the reason why I don't dislike the movie. Um, is that they could have even like in a dialogue scene at the end said like, hey, we're still like working through our issues, but we're getting through it together. Because the ending where like they had all these fights and like it looked like they were going to break up at several points. They even like I think did break up at some mm-hmm. points. And then at the end, they're married and they're happy again. It made me feel like it gave me the same vibes as like movie about racism where like the movie ends and like, oh, racism's over. It's like, no. <laughs> Not, no, all the, not all the issues are solved. <laughs> I feel like that's very different. Maybe, but... but it's just like kind of putting a bow on everything when like mm-hmm. the whole last two hours you saw like total dysfunction or like total um, chaos and whatnot. And then it just seems like there's like a nice bow I put at the end of the story. But it's a flash forward a year later. so That's true. We don't know what happened in the year. Yeah. I Maybe think that went to couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like one weekend that they really struggled as a relationship. We didn't know. It's true. Like, those problems could be fixed probably pretty easily. I mean, okay. Oh, yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. But there's a really great monologue scene from Dan Levy, too, that I think is somewhat emotional, too, which is different from most of his funny moments in the movie. So I think that really stands out, too. So If you're going to watch the movie, watch it for Dan. Yeah. And also, I think just watch it because there's not as. This is probably. The best Christmas movie that's out. Sorry to Christmas Chronicles 2. No. (laughs) This is probably the best new Christmas movie that's out this year. So if you're like, I'm tired of watching Home Alone every year, watch Home Alone, but also watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. All right. So um, I feel like that's a ding. Ding. Um, We're going to discuss our favorite Christmas movies and just Christmas stuff in general. Um, so let's just start with favorite Christmas movies. Um, Elf. No. Okay. No. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume that the three of us with if, if we were to like do like a ranking and add it all together, do the division, all that stuff, it, it Elf would end up being our number ones overall. It would. Yeah. Do you think we agree? Yeah. What's your favorite? Personally, Elf. Okay. Yeah, so Elf, I think, is just... Honestly, I think Elf is the perfect Christmas movie. Um, the only real hole you can really pick in it is, like, the visual effects, because it came out, like, what, 2006, 2004? Mm-hmm. But I think that's honestly, like, what makes it so nostalgic for me, how campy some of the CGI is. It's kind of the same for the Santa Claus. Isn't some of it, like, intentionally cheesy? And I, Yeah, I think it's intentionally bad, I guess, or intentionally, like, It's not even bad. Cartoonish. It's just, yeah, cartoonish. But, yeah, this movie, like, I was watching it a couple nights ago, and I was honestly shocked how well-edited, um, like, great song choices, um, and acting is pretty solid. Funny. It's very funny. There's there's also like so many jokes sprinkled throughout that like every time you watch it, there's like a different thing to laugh about. Um, Will Ferrell's great. He's so like into the role. It's crazy. Also, I cannot remember the actor's name, but the person who plays the security guard um, at the Christmas shop they always or that buddy um, worked at, he is so sold on that role and he is so perfect for the character that he plays. Peter Dinklage too, um, as Miles Finch. 
There's just so many iconic parts. Like it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's amazing. So many quotes. Lots of quotes. Ryan, what's your favorite movie? My Christmas? favorite Christmas movie of all time is The Lampoon's National Family Vacation. That's my favorite one of all time. Because every time I watch it, I just love Chevy Chase's humor. Um, I love the storyline. I like the part when they're driving home from getting their Christmas tree. And there's people that are looking at them funny. And then he goes, hey, guys, look over there to the right. They look to the right. Then Chevy Chase looks to the left and flips them off. It's, one of my, it's my favorite part of the movie. And there, when there was a squirrel in the house, just like the things that were said, like the delivery of the che- like the Ch- Chevy Chase's delivery is just like top tier, and like just like then the stupidity of his in laws, just like very annoying. But like that's what that's what's supposed to do. I just think it's a very fun movie. Like if you're like watching TV and you're scrolling through channels, you'll see like on channel twenty eight. National Lampoon's Family Vacation. Oh, it's on TV. And then you watch it and it's like, oh, it's a really good movie. It's always like that every year. And it's the only Christmas movie with a Lindsay Buckingham song in it. Yes, that's why it's the best. Yeah, that's a it's a classic. I mean, like, it's also I feel like I don't really have to pay attention a lot. Like I can just kind of like watch it and enjoy. Yep. You know? You can walk downstairs. Yeah, walk downstairs an hour and twenty minutes in the movie, and you're already kind of into it. Or like scrolling down, like scrolling through channels, like I said, and then you go upon it. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, and at any point in the movie too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would say, so I think Elf might be my favorite Christmas movie, but I don't like to say Elf because it's the basic Christmas movie. Like I feel like it's such like a Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. And I mean, so here, here's what I usually say. I say my childhood nostalgic favorite is the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, the mm-hmm. first one. Um, he's, I think he's a front runner for best Santa in the movie for sure. Yeah, I think that one is. It's got like the magic. The magic is there. That's, that's the thing you need in Christmas movies. If a Christmas movie does not have magic. Is it even a Christmas movie? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the magic. It has <laughs> bad CGI that just makes it all the more charming. Um, it's, Tim Allen is just so good. The music is good. Um, the kid is cute. What's his name? Do we know his name? How do I, I've seen this so many times. How do I not remember his name? I'm blanking. I don't, I don't have any laptop or anything to look it up. It's okay. Bernard is good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole movie is just classic. Don't uh, they go to Denny's? They do go to Denny's. <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah. Um, so, that's probably my favorite. Very nice. It reminds me of my childhood. Uh, yeah. And that one's good. Also, Home Alone. Yes. Home Alone is very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost kind of slept on because it's never ever anybody's favorite. It's always everybody's second or third favorite. And obviously that makes it top tier by definition. But um, that movie is just like the comedic timing in every single scene is perfect. Like every scene is um, like perfectly. Everything is perfectly laid out. Um, the jokes come at right at the exact moment you want it to. Um, it just makes it like every 
every gag, every time somebody's hit by like paint, it makes it that much funnier. And Joe Pesci and um and his sidekick. Whatever his name is. Whatever his name is. <laughs> phenomenal stuff. Um people know Joe Pesci as the guy from The Godfather. I know him as the guy who gets clowned in Home Alone. True. Yep. Uh, I have so I asked this question a few days ago on my Instagram story, and I was very pleasantly surprised with how many people had answers to this. So I think it's a good question. Um, I'll ask it right now. Um, what's your favorite Christmas movie that's not really a Christmas movie, but you like to call it a Christmas movie because it's set during Christmas time? Well, I'm just going to give out the obvious one here. Die Hard. Um, it's it's the basic answer to that question. I mean, it's basically default point. But that movie is great. Just pure action, pure adrenaline. Has Christmas tree or two in it, so it makes it a Christmas movie. Um, Bruce Willis is not phoning it in like he has been in recent years. So isn't it set on Christmas Eve? It is. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's definitely in the Christmas movie category. But it's that's a great action movie. What I said I said Daddy's Home. With War- I, I just love Wahlberg. Oh, can you say that again? Cut out a little bit. Did I? Daddy's Home. Daddy's, Daddy's Home, home yeah. gotcha. No, was not a fan of Daddy's I Home. I am not a fan I of I remember Home. going to the theater, watching it with Noah, and I came out of the theater, and I was like, that was funny. That was good. I enjoyed it. And Noah was like, ruff, 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 cynical, cynical. <laughs> like... <laughs> You shredded the Christmas Chronicle too, and you're calling me cynical. Um, yeah, I, I didn't find it too funny. I mean, they have a Chicago song in the second one, so maybe I'd like the second one more. This man right here has never seen Daddy's Home too. Are you serious? Ryan and Dead. I watched that movie together during our um, open third open third period in high school. I was slaving through a class while you guys were enjoying Daddy's Home 2. I, I love the scene in Daddy's Home 2 when um, they're at a movie theater and they all sing Do They Know It's Christmas. Yep. You missed out. Is Instant Family set partially during Christmas? I feel like it is. Yeah, it I is. I the vibes, but yeah. I know it, part of it's during Thanksgiving. I think Christmas too. Oh, here we go. This, this just came to my mind. One of the best Christmas movies that's not a Christmas movie Shazam. Yes. Really funny movie. Um, Zachary Levi was terrific. And uh, good action scenes. I mean, overall, it's just a really good experience. I'm going to piss off Noah with this answer. I'm going to make him so angry. Uh, I know where we're headed here. No, say it with me. Three, two, one. Hustlers. Hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a big Christmas scene. The in stripper Hustler. movie, Zach, is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Um, I rewatched that yesterday <laughs> for Christmas. Um, it's a good movie. It's like a Scorsese movie, but better because Don't, of J Lo's performance. No. Um, but Ryan hated it, so and Noah hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It Noah, was fine. Noah thought it was okay. It was fine. I I just love that it's a Christmas movie. That makes me like laugh. Yeah, um, that is pretty funny. And. Jayla's just so good. I feel like A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood had like a very brief moment where moment it was Christmas. Christmas. So I don't, I have no idea how to quantify that. I have no evidence to back it up. So don't hold me accountable to that. But 
Okay. Let's just throw it in there. Um, yeah, those are some some good options. Before we end this uh, Christmas segment up, though, can we talk about End of the Apocalypse real quick? Yeah, we can. Very good movie. Ryan, take it away. This is a, a, a zombie apocalypse that takes place during a Christmas concert. And you'll see who steps up to the plate and who strikes out. And you'll see who is a good person and who's a bad person. And you'll see and in here the music and the dances. The soundtrack is amazing. And Terrific. It's it's really good. Um definitely definitely a tradition I want to keep up with the boys by watching the movie every year. Hundred percent. And it's like you listen to these songs, you'll be like, Wow, like I didn't know how catchy this is. And it was filmed in New Zealand. And so, you know, it's, it's not really a it's not really a studio that you hear about. Man, the the performance that they put on was really, really clever. And I I don't think it's ever been done before, like this kind of thing. But kudos to them for making a really good movie. Yeah, I think it's fun because not many people have seen and then the apocalypse, but it's a zombie Christmas musical. And I think that just makes it really special. And it's like, um, no one really saw it. I mean, like, people saw it. Some people did. But I think it was very few. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's on Hulu. Yeah, if you're listening right now, you should check it out on Hulu. It's only an hour and 32 minutes or so, I think. Yeah. Um, So, it's it's a really easy watch, too. It just, it blows by. Um, Also, Hunt is a uh, Victoria that's your name from yes victorious um look right mm-hmm. and, and she, she in, does a good job she's in dickinson with Haley steinfeld so maybe oh. we'll be seeing more of her in the future um one thing i will or last thing i'll leave you with with end of the apocalypse besides the fact that it slaps great soundtrack um great gore good cast Lots Good of it's gore. it's really one of the most fun Christmas movies you watch right now. <laughs> Good gore. <laughs> Good gore. Um <laughs> but I'll say this. The, it basically is a fifty fifty split between high school musical and the walking dead. That's the best way to describe this movie. Ooh. Let me let me think. So that sounds appealing either of those or both. Or if you don't know what either of them are or but you're bored, mm-hmm. go watch it. I remember the hook that a lot of um, like reviewers were giving when it first came out was like it's La La Land mixed with what was the other one like Shaun of the Dead. It's not La La Land mixed with Shaun of the Dead because it's not as like artistic and like well put together as those movies. It's not as witty as Shaun of the Dead. You're you're so right. But here's the thing. It's like, if you enjoy, like, a campy, like, high school musical, and you also enjoy, like, like Noah said, like, The Walking Dead, um, you'll definitely enjoy mm-hmm. this movie. Or, like, what's another good option? I don't know. Those are two good options. Just watch. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, Merry Christmas. Noah's going to sing you a Christmas song as we're... Yeah, thank you, Noah. What are you going to sing for us today? Yeah. Um... I'm going to be singing Jingle Bells. Can you guys give me some percussion? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. All right. Good night, everyone.
Good night, everyone. Have a good Christmas.